0: chapter twenty of baseball joe of the silver stars by luster chadwick this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by donald cummings chapter twenty would you like to pitch come now fellows let's get into practice are all the scrub here darrell blackney looked around over the diamond where about twenty lads were assembled one fine afternoon i don't know about the scrub but all our fellows are on hand replied rankin is it all arranged about the game Saturday? Yes, we're to play the Fayetteville Academy lads on their grounds. A trip out of town, eh? That's two in two weeks. Well, it gives our fellows experience in playing on some other diamond than their own. Oh, it doesn't much matter. The Fayettevilles will be easy fruit for us. Don't be too sure. They're a younger team, that's true, and they haven't been doing well this season, but neither have we of late. Oh, we'll beat him, declared the captain confidently. I think so myself, but I don't want you to take too many chances. Here comes Sam. You and he get in for some warm-up work, Bart, and I'll get the scrub together. Darrell went about the diamond, calling to the various members of the scrub or second team. We haven't any pitcher, remarked Blake Carrington, who acted as captain of the scrub organization. What's the matter with Slater? He hasn't showed up. "'and none of the other fellows feel like getting in the box against you boys. "'You'll have to find us a pitcher before we can play.' "'A sudden idea came to Darrell. "'All right,' he answered. "'I guess I can. Wait a minute.' "'He ran over to where Rankin was talking to some of his players. "'Can you play Tom Davis in center field for today?' asked the manager. "'Yes, I guess so. Why? "'I'm going to have Joe Matson pitch on the scrub.' "'It will be a good time to get a line on him, "'and I'll see if he shapes up as well "'as the day he did when I watched him practice. "'All right. "'Maybe it will be a good idea.' "'Joe hardly knew what to say "'when Darrell, as calmly as if he had done it several times before, "'asked him to go in the box for the scrub "'and pitch against the Silver Stars. "'And do your best,' added Darrell, "'I don't care how many of our fellows you strike out. "'Every one, if you can.' "'Joe's heart gave a bound of delight.' it might be the beginning of the very chance he had been waiting for so long. He calmed himself with an effort, for he did not want to get rattled. All right, he answered, as though he had been used to such sudden emergency calls all season. I'll see what I can do. I'd like a chance to warm up, though. Sure, you and Jake Bender go over there and practice for five minutes. Then we'll play a five-inning game. The Stars were to bat first, and there was a mocking smile on the face of Sam Morton, as he watched his rival go to the box. "'Don't strike us all out,' called Sam. "'We've had hard luck enough lately.' The game began, and it was for blood from the very start. Joe was a trifle nervous, especially when he had two balls called on his first two efforts. Then he braced himself, and, not trying for speed, sent in a slow, easy ball that completely fooled the batter, who eventually struck out. "'Pretty good for a starter,' complimented Darrell sam morton scowled the next batter hit an easy fly which was so promptly gathered in by the shortstop that there was little use in the player starting for first then joe struck out the next lad after he had hit a couple of fouls that's the stuff cried tom davis as he patted his chum on the back you'll be in the box for the stars yet don't get me all excited begged joe with a smile yet he could not help feeling elated there was a viciousness in the pitching of Sam when he towed the plate that showed how his feelings had been stirred. He was evidently going to show how much superior he was. He did strike out two men, and then came Joe's turn at the bat. Our hero thought he detected a gleam of anger in Sam's eyes. He'd just as soon hit me with the ball as not, thought Joe, and if he does, it will hurt some, and he may be trying to bluff me so that I won't stand up to the plate. I'll see what I can do to him. Consequently, instead of waiting for the ball to get to him, Joe stepped up and out to meet it before the curve broke. He walked right into it, as the baseball term has it, and the result was that he whacked out a pretty two-bagger that brought his mates to their feet with yells. Sam bit his lips in anger, but he kept his temper by an effort and struck out the next man so that Joe's effort resulted in nothing. The game went on, and when Sam at bat faced Joe, our hero could not help feeling a trifle nervous. He had sized up Sam's style of batting, however, and was prepared. I'm going to give him a slow ball with an in-shoot to it, decided Joe. He keeps back from the plate, and this will make him get still farther back. I'm going to strike him out. And strike him out Joe did, though not until Sam had hit one foul that was within a shade of being fair. But when, on his next two strikes, he fanned the wind, there was a look of wonder and gratification on the face of Darrell. "'I believe Joe is going to make good,' he said to Rankin. "'It sure looks so. What about it?' "'You'll see in a minute. I'm going to give him a chance to pitch part of the game against the Fayetteville Academy Nine, that is, if you agree to it.' "'Sure. Go as far as you like.' At the close of the game, which was won by the Stars, though by a small margin, Darrell approached Joe. "'Well?' asked the new pitcher diffidently. "'You did first-rate.' How would you like to pitch part of the game Saturday? Do you mean it? was the eager question. Certainly. I'll put you in for a few innings toward the end, after we've cinched it, for I think it will be easy for us. It was not the highest honor that could have come to Joe, but he realized what it meant. I'd like it immensely, he said, but won't Sam? What about him? I don't care anything about him, said Darrell quickly. I'm running this team. Will you pitch? I sure will, and Joe's heart beat high with hope. End of chapter 20, recording by Donald Cummings, Monroe, Connecticut.